0: You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together.
1: Hello. We're on, right?
0: Yeah, we're on. Okay.
1: (laughs) Welcome to episode number 49 of Heart and Soul. Um, Catherine and I are here with our friend, Mary James, who we're meeting virtually for the first time here. We're super excited to have you on, Mary. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Hey, Mary. Hi. This is her second time being on a Wilmington podcast. So (laughs) if you want to hear her on um, the Get Social podcast with our friends Summer and Rachel, she's on there as well. Um, And Uh, I
0: was a uh, local famous Wilmingtonian. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I said that really wrong. I meant to just say local celebrity, but I said all the words.
2: <laughs> I'll take them. all of it. I'll take all of it. Celebrity,
1: Wilmingtonian. Yeah, yeah. She's like a sought after talent now. <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: we're going to get you an agent soon. I know. Yeah, you
1: need. Watch out. I know. Um, well, we are going to chat with Mary today about her little side hustle business she has and just kind of about life and what brought her to Wilmington. Um, do you want to just skip Happies and Crappies and get right into that? Yeah. Okay. So why don't you kind of give our listeners a little intro synopsis? Uh, yeah. You are and, and kind of maybe the shorter version of what got you here to Wilmington. Yeah,
2: sure. So, um, I arrived here in November of last year. Right before COVID, so I got to experience Wilmington for a little bit before shutdown. I came here with my fiance and my cat. Um, We moved from my job. I actually uh, work full-time for a healthcare communications company called W2O, and I I work on the research side of things, so like doing things like understanding how people feel about vaccines. That's part of what I'm doing right now. It's been very exciting and very intense with COVID to work in this uh, industry. Yeah. Um, so that's part of that's part of why why we came here. We came from Maryland. We were living in Baltimore. We lived in the city, and then we moved to the suburbs in the south. So that has certainly been. A change of pace. And then uh, we've been living in a pandemic. So uh, that has been the last year. And I am also the founder of Saucy Candle, which is how I found you all. Um, that's my side hustle candle and melt business. Love um, it.
0: When are you getting married?
2: I don't know.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm
2: a Christian. Um, I canceled my venue. Uh, we may do something small down here in the spring
0: okay. Yeah. Too far away. No, it'll be great. Well,
1: my condolences for that because I know how hard this year has been for brides and grooms. And obviously, you know, I'm a wedding photographer, so I've had so many of my couples have to make different plans and it sucks. It just plain sucks. But um, what we have found is like the smaller weddings, I'm getting really hot, sorry, um, have been really cool and like really sweet and just kind of stripped down to the couple and all the fuss that usually stresses people out is just not there and I think it's actually been kind of a good thing in some sense not for the you know not for the disappointment of what you probably thought you were gonna have but I think there's been a lot of cool silver linings um throughout the whole thing
2: yeah, 100%, and we've we've spent a lot of time talking about, you know, I, I feel like this time gives us opportunity to think about what's authentic to us, and without the expectations of other people, mm-hmm. and, um, and stripping it down is a good way, and focusing it, um, so I never wanted anything that big, so now I don't have to have anything that big, because, yeah. you know, that's
1: soror- the pressure.
2: Yeah, so I'm actually excited. Um, It's taken the pressure off, and I've been like 27 dresses. I've been in like a million. (laughs) I feel like I've gotten the experience of weddings, (laughs) Um, and now I can have my own beam. whatever that's going to be.
0: So Uh, was the reason that you moved here for this new job, or was what was the reason for Wilmington?
2: Yeah, so um, no, my company actually has – offices all over in the big metropolitan cities and then has a really small office here in Wilmington. So when we were deciding where to move out of the city, it was like, should we go to Boston? No, too cold. Like, should we go to New York? Too busy. Like, and we didn't want to be in the city anymore. And we were like, let's go south. And I always came here growing up um, to North Carolina. I have family in Raleigh and um, I'm like obsessed with the idea of living by the beach. So it was a really good fit, but I will say it took like, 18 months of deliberation to, like, it was a big deal for us to make a move down here, and, um, but I'm really grateful we did.
1: Yeah, that is a big deal, but, I mean, wow, talk about, thank goodness, like, imagine being in one of those bigger cities through, yeah, just happened, I mean, holy moly. Yeah, okay. no, I'll
2: take, I'll take Porter's Neck living, I'm, like, staring out at, like, the beautiful trees, and yeah decorations right now.
1: So you're close to, to us then.
2: hmm I mean I've come by your house twice now.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're like pr- practically neighbors.
2: I have to tell you though, <laughs> when I first came to drop candles at your house, Chelsea,
1: yeah.
2: Mailbox. So I think the back of your mailbox is broken because I went to put them in and the back came I was like so embarrassed. Oh and no,
1: no, no. Off. No, it's like double sided so that we don't oh. go to the street. Like it opens from the back too, so you're good. That's well, funny.
2: I knocked all the mail out. It was <laughs> like a M because that's when I do this job
1: do. Oh my god I was
2: like, oh no. I'm like picking up your mail, like <laughs> Oh, I love that.
1: That's that, no that is. Well, I didn't notice and Oh, you good. My mailbox, so don't worry. <laughs> um, well, that's a good segue then into chatting about your candle business. So you guys have probably seen me post on Instagram how obsessed I am. I'm actually burning one right now. I've got a reverse, river Snug going yeah. on my desk. I'm like a candle fanatic. I have to always have one burning on my desk when I work. Um, yeah. and are, yes. Catherine, we're gonna have to get you some.
0: I know. I need one. They're
1: so good. Sorry, I'm burping my son right now. Um, they are so so good. I'm posting all about them. So why don't you just talk about what led you yeah. to making candles and starting this little side hustle?
2: Yeah. So I um I had started making candles in 2018 when I was like I've always been a crafty person. Um, and I was looking for something new to try, and I actually like made my first candle out of beeswax in a cat food tin. Like it was a hot mess. I, I I I bejeweled it with gemstones. So I've come a long way, I'd say. Um, but when we were deciding about moving and like in that transition phase, I I candles went by the wayside. But when um, I moved back when I moved here and it was like, we were in COVID. I didn't, I don't really know that many people here. The candles have been a great way to connect to the community. I was like, well, let me get my candle, making things back out, started making candles. Um, I posted in my neighborhood Facebook group and was like, if anyone wants me to bring any light to their home, I'll like drop a free candle in your mailbox. And the response was really incredible. And I had people being like, you're the candle fairy. You're like, you're an angel. (laughs) It's like, ooh, I love this. (laughs) Um, So I've always wanted to start a business. And I so I did on June. I actually registered as an LLC, uh, Saucy Candle. And I've been making. I'm on my third collection. So we make candle collections, um, as opposed to selling individual candles. I really like themes, and I really like seasons. Like, think of it as like FabFitFun for candles. Yeah. Uh, so each box you get has three candles. They're they're sized to basically, you burn an hour a day, you get through one in a month, right? So ideally, if you have three. By the time the next season comes, you're ready for the next set.
1: Oh, you think of everything. Yeah. I I love that. That's such a, like, a unique thing, too. And I feel like the way that, like, you're just a genius at the marketing for it and the way that you kind of package that, because I think it gets people excited, like, ooh, I get this collection, and what's going to be in it? What's going to be in the fragrance? And So
0: is it it always a surprise, like, you create a collection for, like, Christmas and they don't
2: know the flavor, fragrance. I call them flavor. (laughs) (laughs) Something.
0: They don't know the scent that they're gonna get.
2: Yeah. So I've been using the way I've been doing it. I've been releasing them, like doing a lot of buildup and then releasing them. So before I released the winter collection, I did a whole week of like releases on Instagram of like what it is, what they're gonna get, what they smell like, but. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing about being e-commerce in the candle business is people are having to trust and take a, take a risk, right? Like they have to believe, oh, I think I would like that smell. And I think I would like three of those. Um, and I've been, um, really surprised actually. I think it's a certain type of person who's willing to trust you with bringing like flame and fragrance into their home. But, um, the response has been really incredible. And I rarely have people say like, oh, I don't want to try those. I want, or I don't want to buy them. I want to try them first.
1: Yeah.
0: I, what's the process like of creating a scent? Like you just like mix a bunch of things together and like pray it smells <laughs> good.
2: No, I have suppliers for that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I am not a chemist. Uh, that would be cool. But they, there are so many advanced, um, ways that to create fragrance um like uh joe malone you know if you ever have smelled a joe malone candle or a joe malone fragrance like she was the master at actually like making fragrance but right now there are a lot of suppliers and and so sometimes i mix like if i get say a a rosemary sage and a, and a lemon verbena i've mixed those together and i'll create my own blends but um for the most part, like the chemists who are experts in fragrances do that. Yeah. Wow.
0: That sounds so famous. Yeah. That's the reason why you're famous. You have a chemist that works for you. Yeah. Exactly.
2: They're and
1: awesome. For a though. lot of they're other like, people. <laughs> they're like such a good clean scent though. There's a lo- there's so many candles. Like when I go into home goods or something and I yeah. start sniffing away, there's so many that like either make me gag or like give me a headache right away. And this is yeah like totally not that so that's well thanks
2: yeah I um I find that there are certain fragrances that like literally nauseate me and so we do a ton of testing like my entire family I went up to Maryland a couple weeks ago and I paraded around like a box of 40 candles and made everyone I saw try them all and then rate them all and like I'm I'm a researcher by trade so like I'm yeah gonna get the market research in before i pick the fragrances yeah
0: and it's all all sold online all e-commerce
2: yeah so bulk is sold online one of the very cool things is that i've started to have community shops reach out to me so i'm in um if you know um petals to the people in the cargo district i'm in her little retail space I'm in Healing Leaves. I'm in their retail space. And then um, I actually just started working with the Cheese Board, which is a new cheese and wine place downtown and um, in the the city market. Is that what it's called?
0: Um, I don't know, but I love cheese and I love wine. So I I think
2: in like the cotton exchange,
1: you mean? Hmm. I I don't know.
2: Like the city market. It's but might be down on the water and, um, he has like a window front shop
1: and so he's selling them too. That's awesome. Yeah. So why don't you kind of, I guess on our podcast, a lot of times we have listeners who work full-time jobs and maybe have like this dream of a side hustle and maybe one day taking it full-time, maybe that's your goal. Maybe it's not, but kind of give us a little synopsis as to what it looked like to or what it every day looks like for you to yeah. have it and and still be working full-time as well
2: yeah so it's definitely i'm getting the hang of it i wake up at 5 30 every day um and so that gives me a couple hours to work out <laughs> to work on candles i started planning my content which was a tip a friend gave me, and that has been, like, a game changer, so you don't wake up every day and think, like, what am I gonna post on Instagram, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm starting now to see, like, every opportunity as a content opportunity, which I think both of you are, like, basically influencers, so I feel like we (laughs) know what that's all about, um, But uh, yeah. And, and so, and then I do my, my um, day job during the day and actually everyone at work has been really supportive. I'm about to send out a hundred, like have a great 2021 candles to my work, to people at my work. So like I'm about to invoice my
1: day job for my side hustle,
2: which is a interesting full circle.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's That's awesome though that they support you and kind of don't view it as like oh, Mary's doing this side hustle. I hope it's not going to take her Interfume. away from us, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it really hasn't because my, my day job is so demanding. Like I can barely, like I'm on Zooms all day. I can barely focus on candles except to burn them. Um, mm-hmm. to the then.
1: Yeah. During- I love it. And it's so cool how far you've gotten. I mean, that's been not even a year and look where you've gotten to now, where you're like in demand, you're in a few retail shops in the area, and it's only been a year since you've been here and less than a year since you started the whole thing. So that is really impressive.
2: Thank you. I think it's also an ode to Wilmington and this, um, it's very unique here. I'm finding, you know, one of the things we, when we were considering moving here was my fiance basically abandoned his career path to support mine and um you know we looked into jobs here and what that would look like for him and um, there definitely is a big push around entrepreneurialism um, here as opposed to like where i come from the dc maryland virginia area where it's like government big business you know and so i think the community there's a lot of credence to give to the community for how i've grown because. Um, people have just reached out and there's so many people who are willing to partner. I mean, I just reached out to you on Instagram, Chelsea. There's been a lot of different things like that that have been really miraculous that have happened over the last couple of months. And and I think it's like people support other entrepreneurs here.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a recurring theme on our podcast and so many people that listen from like other states, which is crazy how many people do listen from other states. Um always say like, oh my gosh, I want to move to Wilmington because they hear about the way we talk about it. And it's so true. I think we both, like Catherine and I talk about it all the time, how we don't think we could have grown our business to where it's at today without the community here. But it also just goes to show that no matter where you live, like it really just takes going out on a limb and like not being afraid to make those connections. And maybe you get turned down every now and then, or people see it as you know solicitation here and there but yeah I mean those connections are ultimately what um are gonna support you and grow you and get you to where you are so I have I a love question, that.
0: and it's a little like weird and maybe too vulnerable but I have a really hard time I actually just had like a mini panic attack on Sunday about this I have a really hard time being like <laughs> at everyone's command at all times. Does that make sense? Like I get like a text here and an email there, yes. and a, a DM here and everything just feels in my mind. And I don't know if it's just like my personality type. It feels like very urgent. Like I have mm-hmm. to, uh, I have to attack this and get this done right now. And like on Sunday and even yesterday, I just came to this breaking point where I was like, I'm getting texts and it's 9 PM. And I feel like I need to answer. So that being said, I really only have one business now that I'm running (laughs) and it's overwhelming. How do you manage, or maybe you're just like a very, you know, adamant doer and like really streamlined with your processes, but like, how do you manage and handle stress when it comes to two jobs at one time? And also when you get a message about saucy candle, but you're at your day job. Like what is that? Yeah. How, do, how do
2: you manage that? Yeah, and trust me, I have not figured it out. I think I have learned. I think with my day job, actually, there are so many things in my day job that have set me up to do the small biz thing because they're they're like the client demands when you're working on like multi million dollar contracts are so much bigger than like if I'm having, like a candle collection, right? Which they're both important, but like. The stakes are really high on one of them. And I think I've had to learn in my day job how to compartmentalize like client requests, um, managing, you know, managing a team. I have a team of 30. That's like, can be a lot of things going on at a time. And it, that's a lot of people's emotions to, to manage. And so I do a lot of compartmentalizing. I try to have really um, clear started times to my day job. And I don't do, like, I don't really answer candle messages during the day. The other thing that has been a game changer for me that I've done for the last couple of years is I I have all my texts on mute. Like, I don't have anything pop up on the front of my phone. And I know, and I have, I know,
0: it's good to do this.
2: Catherine's face is, like, <laughs> has dropped. <laughs> but I, I, I did that. I actually did it (laughs) when an ex broke up with me and I was like checking my phone all the time to see if he texted. And I was like, I'm going to make myself insane. I put everything on mute and I never turned it back on. And so then I'm in control of when I see the texts, you know?
0: Um, Yeah. I think like, first of all, that's brilliant. I don't know why I haven't done it yet. I don't know how to get it to where it doesn't show up on my screen even ever
1: on the front of the screen,
0: yeah, you need to teach me that text me later, but
1: it's like the push notifications. I think yes. uh, you can unselect it coming up on your home. I think, like I, your lock screen.
0: I think an issue with me too, is I, I don't think like a consumer thinks when I'm answering those messages, like for instance, as a consumer, when I send off a message, it might just be because I thought of it in that moment, but I don't need a response and it really isn't urgent, but on the other side, when I'm getting the messages, I feel like almost oh, I have to, like I have to respond, right. and yeah. and I need to like put my I need to do a better job of like putting myself in their shoes and being like they don't need a response from me right now. I'm eating dinner, and they can wait till tomorrow morning or something like that. Right. You know? mm-hmm.
2: And also if you, if, if I think sometimes we feel that urgency because we're like, oh my gosh, this is an opportunity. I don't want to lose out on this opportunity because I'm slow. Right. It's like, if that's an, if, if it's a business opportunity that's there during dinner time, it'll be there in the morning when you thought about responding. I think I deal with that with clients in my day job. It's like, unless they say it is so urgent, like I would rather give them a thoughtful response where I can breathe and not feel like I have to rapid fire. Like my worst mistakes have been when I've rapid fired emails or texts or, you know, and not, not been thoughtful about them.
1: Yeah. I think that that's so good. That goes back to the theme of like boundaries that we talk about a lot. And it's hard when you are in charge of your own schedule and your day. And basically every aspect of your business, you do feel this, like, sense of urgency to take care of things as they they come in. But like you said, Catherine, no one's expecting to get that like I mean, our culture has become more and more adept to that instant gratification. You know, look at Amazon Prime and how fast it's getting now. But <laughs> like Mary said, it's still gonna be there in the morning. Um and I think that meeting the text is actually a really good idea because something that I struggle with is like, if I see a text come and I read it, but I can't respond right away, then I forget about it. Same with emails. I have to mark it as unread so that I go back to it. But if I'm not seeing it come up enough to open it, then maybe I can take, like, the intentional time to go back and respond, and it's still going to be that fresh, you know, notification. I was out. Absolutely- um, and the same thing with, like, Instagram DMs. I get I, – whenever I get – in inquiries on there like i appreciate it because i know that's how a lot of people are finding me but i'm also like please just go to my website like it's gonna be so much easier for me if you go there and so i've just created like a link and i'll say hey i'll get back to you so much quicker if you go right to my inbox here's a form please fill this out it'll get you all the details you need to know and then that way i can get back to you even faster than like us communicating on DM. But I think people use DM because they want to get to you as soon as they can. But you can turn it back around and be like, no, this is a business. I'm a person and I need to make this a a boundary.
0: I was actually just thinking about this the other day about the unread thing. They need to make that a like something you can do on text messages because that to me is like when they made that a thing on DMS, it was a game changer. When you can type left and press unread because then I, I'm like you, Chelsea, I forget. Like I read it and I have every intention of responding and then three days go by and I see that person and I'm like, Oh my God, I never responded to your text and I feel awful, Mm
1: -hmm. but like,
0: I didn't mean to, you know? Yeah.
1: A lot of people understand, especially knowing the types of schedules that yeah. all of us have each week. But yeah, it is. And then it adds like a whole new level of guilt and like anxiety because you feel like you have this cue that's building up in the back of your right. head. You know?
2: I found a really great meme on this the other day. I was going to read it if I can find it. I've made a new friend in the neighborhood who is wonderful. Um, oh, I can't. I don't see it. but. I texted her this meme that was basically like, if you're my friend, know that I still care about you if I respond in one second or in 30 days. (laughs) And I like, I put it out there early, but it's just like, it's not you, it's me. It's me trying to manage my boundaries and compartmentalize and do what I need to do to survive in this like world where we're just getting hit from all channels all the time on all things. Well, it's
0: setting expectations, too. I think one of the reasons I struggle now is because I've set the expectation and the precedent for my Mm -hmm. clients that I will respond right away. And so now when I'm trying to, like, figure out a way to not respond, I have this, like, guilt of, like, I never set you up. I never, I don't know. Like, I'm not meeting your expectations, basically.
1: Mm -hmm. I feel that, too, with, like, I used to go to a shoot and come home, edit the photos right away, send them a sneak peek within like a few hours. And sometimes I can do that if I get home and Silas is already in bed, but like, it's a little way harder to do that these days. So I'm like, shoot, I really set myself up for quote unquote failure here when this is like this, the um, standard that I set for myself and my, and my clients. So lately I've, I've been trying to give myself a little, a little more grace with that. And no one's, expecting it within a few hours. Bottom line, no one really knows when I get those to my clients anyway. So
0: also like a good note is you can always reset expectations. Like you're not glued to one standard. You can always address that and reset it and like start fresh. Well, it's like
2: my sister called me the other day and was like, well, my sister placed an order on my website and I, then she called me and I was like, oh my gosh, just so you know, I cannot get to your order. Like, I have a lot of other orders. She was like, oh, first of all, no problem. Second of all, why do you have on your website that you'll fulfill orders in like two business days? Like, and I was like, yeah, that is, why do I, like, why did I feel like I had to do that? Because then it's like me, little elf getting like 5 a.m. like packaging candles in boxes it's like I think people would understand if they ordered their candles and a couple of days later they ship out like mhm, candles in our lives
1: sure but especially
2: ones that are handmade <laughs> like, yeah they I'm are just, <laughs> I'm pouring them in my kitchen so
0: <laughs> I also think there's something something to be said about that with women ran businesses because women are more like people pleasers in the sense that we're like nurturers and helpers and we want to like fix situations where a man can get a message. Like Michael has like 38 text messages an hour that he leaves unread until like three days later. And I'm like, how do you do that? But I think it's like the difference in brains almost like he can, totally. he can compartmentalize that where I like as I think women struggle and, and many women I've talked to who especially run businesses or like are in different areas at, at the same time, like spread too thin, if you will. They feel like this added sense of pressure where men don't really feel that.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? Well, why do you
2: think like, what? where is that? Where does that pressure come from? Right? Like, why is that gender based?
0: I think, well, me personally, I think it's based off, like societal norms that you're raised in. And then also being like a faith-based person, I believe that like men and women were created equally yet differently. So I do think that when God created women, he created us with certain emotional nurturing, helping tendencies and characteristics. And then when he created men, he created them with more like warrior protector, stronger, Uh, not stronger in all ways, but you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that type of mentality so that we could be a good balance for each other and equal each other out. And now, especially in our generation, we are so blessed to have women in leadership roles and stepping into owning businesses and like running organizations and taking charge outside of just the family. And I think we're we're having this like internal struggle of – what we saw growing up or like how society has taught us a woman should be and what a woman should actually be.
1: And too, like you said, we're wired differently, right? So like we're not as good at compartmentalizing things, whereas men are like, okay, I am like very much more like task oriented. Like, okay, this is what I'm doing in this moment. And this is where my focus is going to be. Whereas we just have like a million things going on at once and we try to multitask and do it all so that we do feel this like, this urgency to get it done. Whereas they're like, no, I'm doing this for this hour. Like, it, their their brain looks like a file cabinet where ours looks like we just took a folder out and just shook all the papers out. <laughs> on the floor.
0: Glitter, yeah. I, was, I <laughs> once heard this analogy. I think it was actually Veronica who listens to the podcast, so if you're listening, shout out, who told me this. She said, like, a man's brain is, like, just one tab open on a computer. <laughs> and a woman's brain is, like all the tabs at the top, like, switching from one to the other every second. Yes. <laughs> you guys, I have, I like, you.
2: 40 tabs open right now. I'm Me, just... too. And wait, that's only one of my Googles. Oh, my God. Yeah, yes. That's a great analogy.
0: And it's, like, that's funny because, like, some of the tabs I leave open are, like, a Black Friday deal that I didn't buy that's no longer <laughs> a deal, but I'm just going to keep it up there just in case I decide I want it, you know? Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. One hundred this boy is stinky right now
0: <laughs> um, well, then we can we can wrap up wrap it up <laughs> I am uh, I want to know we have four questions that we ask every guest, but before we do that, what does it look like for you outside of business to build community in a new place? How, mm. how does that look for you?
2: So I actually think that I have been. I have, the candle company has allowed me to build community during this time. Like, I don't think I would have felt nearly as connected to the community, right? Because we're not going to parties. We're not going to, you know, meet people for dinner at bars. And so the company has given me an excuse to go out and, and build community. And it's been like such a blessing in that way. And like just things I wouldn't have even imagined. And. Um, so I think, <laughs> I think they're one in the same for, for me right now. Um, the candles create community, right? Like, again, like I said before, like letting my products into your home and using flame with them, like, that's a big deal. Like that, you you know, um, and, uh, we also do melt so you can have a flame free house with our, our products. But, um, I think that 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 has created community in ways I, I didn't anticipate and given me an excuse to go out and, and build community. The other plug I'd say, I've been working with um, Nourish NC, separate from Candles. Um, and um, they're doing a lot of fundraising right now for their new warehouse. And that's been a very exciting, um, I've been working with them on some of their communications around their new campaign. That's another great way to get involved in the community.
0: Yeah, I guess it is really good timing, it, amongst a pandemic, for you to have your own business that you have to like market and communicate with people in your new community for, so that you can make friends. Because how else? Yeah, you- <laughs> yeah. Literally, like most
2: of my friends are now through candles, including you guys. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know.
1: Another silver lining to it all. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have four questions that we ask each of our guests. Okay. We we'll kind of try to rapid fire these because so I know you've got to get on another call here. Um, The first thing is what is something that you're currently binging or obsessed with? Like a show, a food, a product,
2: anything. Okay, well, um, my fiance and I are big keto people. And so starting today, we both got keto advent calendars. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So we'll be binging sugar-free chocolate um, all season long.
1: Cute. Funny.
0: All right. Um, what is something that you're looking forward to in this last month of 2020?
2: Um, oh man. Well, I have off my day job, um, between Christmas and New Year's. So I'm actually really looking forward to being all candles all the time (laughs) that week and a half. Um, and I also, I'm excited. I think we're going to launch a, like, I don't know what the name of it will be, but like some sort of an active, like like um candles you would burn while riding your Peloton
1: type of set. So oh,
0: cool.
1: Yeah, genius marketing for the new year. Yeah, exactly. We can have like a yoga one. I um so you think I,
2: I have a laundry list of <laughs> all the different themed sets. But yeah, so I'm I'm really excited about that. And obviously like Christmas and, and seeing family and stuff.
1: Yeah. I'll be the first to purchase that one. I get back on my grind. Um, well,
2: maybe that'll be what it's called. Back on my grind.
0: I mean, I like okay. it.
1: Down.
0: <laughs> Write that down. Put it, on a, put it on another tab.
1: Yeah, I'll be so honored if you choose that. <laughs> All right, so the third question while you're writing this down is what's something that you love about yourself?
0: Oh.
2: Jeez! we never as ladies, we rarely get asked that or express that. Um I think that I just am innately driven, and I really like that about myself, like I'm a good problem solver um when it's something I care about, and so um yeah, I think that's probably one of the things I like the most about myself is like. If there's a job to be done that I think is important. I will do it and I will solve it. And it
1: served you well. Yeah.
0: Amen. Okay. Our, our last question is if you could tell women one thing today, one little nugget of truth, what would it be? Ooh. Um,
2: I would maybe say that And this maybe sounds cliche, but like, sometimes we go through experiences um, that we don't understand what they're leading to, right? And like, I think moving somewhere new, right before the pandemic, there was a lot of like, why is this happening now? Like this was the grand plan, right? That I had set for myself. And I think remembering that all part of the journey. And we won't know, I won't be able, I'll be able to look back five years down the line and be like, you know what? I think that happened then because X, Y, Z, right? But we don't know now. So if you can just live and know that you're on the journey, like it's going to be okay.
0: That's good. Amen. Enjoy the process or try to.
1: Yeah. Try to. (laughs) Yes. I saw this one post someone put up yesterday. I'm going to have to go back and find it. I hope it's still on her stories that talked about kind of, it was like a very simple little word graphic. And it was basically about like living in the, in the present. And like, in order to do that, you have to let go of the past. That sounds super cliche, but the way that it was put, was like so touching and like, wow, you know, I never really looked at it in that perspective mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to find it and text it to you guys after this yeah
0: and if you find it share it to the uh instagram too i want to I wanna
1: I, before i forget i'm gonna look it up right now well thank you guys so much for listening thank you mary for taking time out of your very busy day to chat with us we are so honored to have you on here and where can our listeners find you if they want to connect after they listen um so thank
2: you well thank you guys for having me i am honored to be on the podcast, my second podcast. So um, I hope I did okay. And uh you can find me at saucycandle.com, S-A-U-C-Y-Candle.com. I also just purchased saucycandles.com. So if you put it in wrong, it's okay, it'll redirect. And um, and then at Saucy Candle on Instagram. So um we're doing today, we're we're doing spread lights and a free candle for Giving Tuesday, but I think I'm going to run it all week. So if you go on the website, there's instructions on how you can send a hello, human being.
0: I, I love it. that.
1: I Thank found you. it. Thank you so much, Mary. Before we go, I found it. I'm going to oh. read it. It says, you. if you keep one hand on your past and one hand on your future, you'll never have either. To mm-hmm. embrace tomorrow, you must let go of yesterday.
0: That's okay. good. Hmm. That is great. And we're gonna leave you with that, listeners.
1: <laughs> yes. We
0: love you so much. And we will talk to you next week for episode 50, 50. freaking 50, 50 of season two. Love you.